0: hello and welcome to sharing real hope my name is mike hall recently we as the church of jesus christ have experienced a scattering of sorts what i'm talking about is this uh, coronavirus pandemic and all that it has brought about in our in our lives uh, the lockdown the change of pace but uh, one of the things that's happened is the church has not been able to meet physically in buildings like we're used to. We're scattered. I want to turn to the Word of God, Romans chapter 12 specifically, that reminds us that uh, we are actually, as a church, we're still together, and we have been made to fit together perfectly. That's what the Word of God teaches in Romans 12. Let's take a look at it chapter begins by calling each of us individually to present, to yield ourselves to the Lord. It says this, therefore I urge you, brethren, by the mercies of God, I like that, based on all that God has done for us, to present or yield your bodies a living and holy sacrifice acceptable to God, which is your spiritual service of worship. There it is. We are called to yield ourselves to to the Lord. And then in uh, verse 2, it tells us, do not be conformed to this world. Don't be poured into the mold of this world. Don't let it shape who you are outwardly and even inwardly. But be transformed or be being transformed. By the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect. And so, uh, not only do we present and yield ourselves to God, but we are in the process of spiritual growth, of uh, turning away from the things of the world, of being transformed, metamorphosized, changed from the inside out, growing in the grace and the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's what we're called to do. But then verse 3 gets down in the deep weeds for us. Here's what it says. For through the grace given to me, I say to everyone among you, not to think more highly of himself than he ought to think, but to think so as to have sound judgment as God has allotted to each a measure of faith. Now, that's a lot uh, being said there, but basically I could summarize it like this. It says that we as individuals who have presented ourselves to, to Jesus and we are growing, we as individuals are actually made to fit in, to think, community, The body of Christ is a community of believers. And it's calling us here in verse 3. It says, Don't think more highly of yourself than you ought to think, but think soberly. uh, Think with a sound mind. In other words, understand who and what you were made to be in the body of Christ. Why do I know it's saying that? Because verse 4, verse 4 says, For just as we have many members in one body, and all the members do not have the same, same function, so we, verse 5, who are many, are one body in Christ, and individually members of one another. So here in verse 4, uh, Paul calls on, on, upon a good, familiar illustration to make the point. He says, we have one body. You're looking at one body, not two or three bodies, not many bodies. You're looking at one body here on screen. Uh, <laughs> uh, I know it's a little hard on the eyes, but you're looking at it. And this body has many members. Uh, look, ten fingers, two hands, two arms, uh, and, and on and on it goes. You get it, but all of those members are a part of one body so also is christ christ's body christ's body is one organic body think about this for a minute Uh, jesus prayed on the night uh, that he died jesus night before he died jesus prayed in john 17 that great high priestly prayer john 17 verses 20 and 21 He said, I do not ask on behalf of these alone. He's talking about his immediate disciples there. But for those also who believe in me through their word, that would be all of us who have believed, that they may all be one, even as you, Father, are in me and I in you, and that they also may be in us so that the world may believe that you sent me. Jesus prayed that his church would be one. And that prayer is answered we are one body. We're not two or three bodies. Uh, we, we may be separated by man-made divisions, denominations, and so on, but, but we, all of us who are true, genuine followers of Christ, we are one body. That's organic unity. But there is the matter of practical unity, and unfortunately, we don't always have that. Uh, Ephesians chapter 4 verse 3, Paul says, being diligent to preserve the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. We have to be diligent to preserve that practical day-to-day unity and not act in a way that causes division in the body of Christ. And so, uh, we are called to think community. We are called to be a part of a community. We are a part of a community, and we are one organic body. And we are composed of everyone who has been placed there by the Holy Spirit, by God's sovereign move. In uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 18, the Word of God says, says this, but now, God has placed the members, each one of them, in the body just as He desired. God has placed every member in the body as He desired. That's the sovereign work of Almighty God. And the Holy Spirit has distributed, as He wills, the various gifts of the body. And so, there's a sovereign work of God is the point I'm making here. Titus chapter 3 verse 5 says, says this, He saved us, not on the basis of deeds which we have done in righteousness, but according to His mercy by the washing of regeneration and renewing by the Holy Spirit. Regeneration is new life. The Holy Spirit is the one that gave us new life. And then, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 13 says, For by one Spirit we were all baptized into one body. All of us have been uh, baptized into, have been associated with, identified with the body of Christ by the power of the Holy Spirit. And so, the the body of Christ is composed of everyone who has been saved, who has been born from above, who has been placed there by the sovereign work of Almighty God. That's the body of, of Christ. Now, there are many, many members to that body, but they're all connected and interdependent. Look, I'm back to my hands again. Let's just take this one pointer finger. This finger has a a life. It can move. It is alive. It is, it is warm. Uh, that's because it's connected to the rest of the body. For example, the heart somewhere along in here is pumping out blood and eventually it makes its way into the finger that gives it life. It is connected and it could not survive disconnected and it could not function disconnected. It's made to be an integral part of my body and do what it's made to do. Every member of the body of Christ is interconnected and interdependent. When this finger gets smashed and it hurts, the rest of the body, the mouth says, ouch, and hopefully that's all it says, right? And the mouth uh, and the rest of the body feels the pain that this finger is feeling. And that's exactly what God meant for in the body of Christ. We are together, even though we're scattered all over the place now. We're actually in Christ together. We're interconnected, and 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 in, and should be interactive with one another, interdependent on one another. Now, so, verse 6 here in Romans chapter 12 says this, Since we have gifts that differ according to the grace given to us, each of us is to exercise them accordingly. So, every member that's been placed sovereignly into the body of Christ is gifted and designed for a couple of things. One, one thing it's designed to do is to benefit the body this finger is, is not out on its own. It is here to benefit the body. It does certain things. And, and just like every other member of the body, my nose is is designed to smell. My eyes are designed to see. My ears are designed to hear. You get the picture. I'm I'm I'm, I'm beating a, a, a dead horse here. I I I. You get it, right? Uh, every member is designed, and it's designed to benefit the body. First Corinthians chapter twelve, verse twenty five, and this is a wonderful verse. It says. So that there may be no division in the body, that means that the members get along, but that the members may have the same care for one another. We have the care for one another, and we are here to benefit the body of of Christ. Then, um, we are also designed to glorify God. 1 Peter chapter 4 Verses 10 and 11 say this: As each one has received a special gift, employ it in serving one another as good stewards, good stewards of the manifold grace of God. Whoever speaks is to do so as one is speaking the utterances of God. Whoever serves is to do so as one is serving by the strength which God supplies, so that. Here's why we serve. Here's why we do these gifts, exercise these gifts that God has given us, so that in all things God may be glorified through Jesus Christ, to whom belongs the glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. So there you have it. Uh, God gives us these gifts to benefit the body. God gives us these gifts and designs us to bring honor and glory to God through Jesus Christ. That's what it's all about. It's not about me showing off about me getting a sense of satisfaction and fulfillment, although that is one of the wonderful uh, serendipities of exercising our gifts. Uh, But but, uh, God gave us all that. Now, there are many different kinds of gifts uh, there are four passages in the scripture that talk about the spiritual gifts, and we're not going to go into deep detail. That's not the point of this pass of this podcast today. But uh, Romans 12 that we're looking at today, 1 Corinthians 12 that we're looking at today, Ephesians 4, and 1 Peter chapter 4, all of them mention spiritual gifts at some level. And so you can go there and check those passages out. Again, Romans 12, 1 Corinthians 12, Ephesians 4, and 1... Peter 4. If you remember that uh, and check them out, you can look a little more deeply into the spiritual gifts. But here in Romans 12 there are seven gifts that are, that are listed. In, and I just want to mention them. It says if prophecy according to the portion of, of his or the faith. Prophecy is just simply the proclamation of truth. It's not always a prediction of the future. And here in the scriptures the scriptures predict the future. That's what we need. There's no new, uh, new revelation coming in here. The revelation uh, uh, has ceased. Now it's illumination. God helping us to understand what He's already revealed, and uh, and prophecy is is proclaiming what is already revealed. If service, according, uh, in His serving. And, and he that teaches and his teaching. There is that, the ex, uh, explaining of Scripture and, and applying it, how to apply it. Or he who exhorts in his exhortation. That means to come alongside and, and to urge on toward uh, uh, future things. Or he who, um, he who gives with liberality, he who leads with diligence, he who shows mercy with cheerfulness. And so there they are. I want to ask you this question. Are you a member of the body of Christ? Have you been born from above? Have you turned to Jesus and trusted Him? When you do, God places you in this wonderful body and we're made to fit perfectly. We're together. But if you are, are you serving Christ's body in the local church? Are you serving Christ's body in the local church? You know, here's what you you do. Number one, you just yield. You present yourself. Say, God, here I am. Use me. Number two, stay in the Word and stay connected where you can continue to grow. And it's an ongoing process to the day you go to heaven. Number three, find a place and serve. You say, well, I don't know what my gift is. I don't know how I'm designed. Start serving in the process. You will begin to recognize what you, your passion is, what your abilities are, what you do best, what you enjoy. And not only will you recognize it, but others will recognize it as well and confirm it. You see, you were made to be a part of a functioning part of the body for the benefit of the rest of the body and for the glory of God. And I just want to encourage you as a follower of Christ. You are made to fit. We're together, organically placed there by the Spirit of God. Go ahead and step out if you're not already. Get involved in your local church. Find a place to serve and serve with all your heart. And God will be glorified and the body will be benefited. Well, until next time, God bless. Thank you for listening to this edition of Sharing Real Hope. We hope that you were encouraged in your walk with Christ by what you heard. Please take a moment to email us with your questions, prayer requests, and comments. Our email address is sharingrealhope at gmail.com. Again, that's sharingrealhope at gmail.com. Or you can visit our website at sharingrealhope.org. Until next time, keep living in and sharing real hope.